Good morning, kids. Um, so I've been thinking about all of you this whole week, especially as the weather has been changing. I don't know about you, but I've started to wear socks every morning because my feet are cold. And I love it that the seasons change and there's like seasons like summer, fall, winter, spring. But I absolutely love it that it doesn't matter what season it is, because even though seasons change, we still get to come together every Sunday to worship God together. So, last week, um, do you remember how excited I was to show you my Ethiopian scarf, but then I forgot to bring it with me? Oh. Anyway, if you remember, we were learning about the Ethiopian official from the book of Acts, right? And these word cards so that you know how to spell these words okay and do you remember how god had a plan for that ethiopian eunuch and how god used philip to help the ethiopian understand god's word that was found in the book of isaiah so that the ethiopian could know that jesus is the suffering servant the promised savior for all people including him so i wanted to show you my scarf today so this is what it looks like, okay? And as you can see, this is the scarf that my friend Abyssinia gave me. Um, and we used to work together in New York City. And she gave this scarf to me because on it are these crosses. Do you see these crosses? These are called Ethiopian crosses. So the Ethiopian cross has been around for centuries, many, many hundred years. And I love this scarf because it reminds me that I have brothers and sisters in Christ in Ethiopia who call on Jesus as their Lord and Savior too. I love this scarf because it reminds me that long before I was even born and became a Christian, there were Ethiopians who called Jesus their Lord and Savior. That makes me feel that God is just so, so big. God's church God's family is just so, so big. It makes my heart sing, God is good. All the time. All the time. So today, we're going to continue from the book of Acts. Now, you all remember, there were men who were accusing Stephen of saying evil things about Moses and God. They took off their coats. Remember all that? And they left them at the feet of a young man named Saul. You also remember that Saul began to destroy the church in Jerusalem. Saul began to persecute anyone who believed in Jesus. Again, I want to remind you that the word persecute means to treat someone badly because you think they are wrong about the things they believe, or because they don't look like you or act like you, you tease them, you gang up on them and bully them. When someone is persecuted, that person suffers, right? Jesus suffered. So because people in Jerusalem were starting to believe in Jesus, you can imagine how the believers in Jerusalem suffered. And so when Saul, like he was trying to find them out and he was throwing them into prison. Can you imagine how hard it must have been for the believers? But yet, their faith grew strong. 
That is why many of them left Jerusalem to find a new place to live. They didn't fade away. No. Some traveled north. Remember, like Philip, we heard about Philip, who went to, where did he go? That's right, he went to Samaria. And there were some others who traveled north, and we're going to hear about this part today, who traveled north to a city called Damascus. Okay? So even though they left Jerusalem, Saul continued to threaten Jesus' followers. Saul wanted to put to death the believers because Saul, see, Saul was zealous for God. Saul thought the people who believed in Jesus were wrong and they were going against God's word. That's what he thought. That's why he didn't like Stephen. You see, sometimes people do things because they really believe it's the right thing to do when it might actually be something that goes against what God intended. Saul thought he was doing something that was necessary. So what did Saul do? Saul went to the high priest and asked the high priest to write letters that would allow him to go to Damascus because he wanted to arrest the people who belonged to the way of Jesus. Saul wanted to go to Damascus and arrest any man, any woman who believed in Jesus and bring them back to Jerusalem and put them in prison. You see, Saul wanted to stop the spread of the good news of Jesus because Saul just didn't believe Jesus was the son of God. Saul did not believe that Jesus was sent to save the world. You see, Saul thought that people who believed in Jesus were spreading dangerous and wrong teaching and that they were destroying the faith of Israel. So Saul wanted to stop others from believing in Jesus. You know, Saul really stuck to what he believed and he worked really hard to stop people from believing Jesus. So he took the letters that the high priest gave him. Saul had a team of men go with him and then they left Jerusalem and they set off to Damascus because he was determined to put a stop to what he believed was the false teaching of Jesus Christ. But wouldn't you know it, right? Wouldn't you know that God was watching over everybody, wasn't he? God knew about those who were being persecuted. God knew Saul. Don't you know, God's eyes are always watching over everyone. God watches over you and me. Just the same, God's eyes were always on Saul. God had a different plan for Saul. God knew what Saul was up to. And God knew that Saul had the kind of personality that didn't give up. And even though Saul was hurting people and wanted to stop Jesus from being proclaimed as Lord and Savior of the world, God still wanted Saul, and God still chose Saul. You see, Saul was on the road to Damascus, right? To arrest the men and women. But right when Saul was so close to Damascus, a light from heaven flashed all around Saul. The light was sudden and bright. So Saul, he fell to the ground. And a voice called to him saying, Saul, Saul. The voice knew his name. The voice called out and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now, 
it was strange because there was no person standing there saying this to Saul. There was only a bright light and a voice. The men who were traveling with Saul stood there not knowing what to think, and so they couldn't speak. They heard the voice but saw no one there. Can you imagine how confusing all of that must have been for Saul? What was going on? Saul must have thought, who is calling my name? Who is accusing me of persecuting them? All Saul knew was that whoever the voice was, the person must be someone powerful, not just a normal human being since the voice knew his name, there was such bright light. So Saul asked, who are you, Lord? And the voice answered, I am Jesus. I am the one you are persecuting. Whoa, wait a minute. What? Why was Jesus saying that Saul was persecuting Jesus? Didn't Jesus ascend into heaven? Jesus was no longer living on earth. So how was Paul persecuting Jesus if Jesus wasn't even around? Hmm. You see, Jesus was telling Saul that whenever Saul persecuted others, Saul was persecuting Jesus. It's kind of like when um, someone teases or bullies your sister or brother or someone you really love. It hurts you, doesn't it? I remember when I was a little girl in second grade, there was a boy at my school who bullied me. Every day he would make fun of me, tease me and call me names. He would call me things like chink and make slanted eyes at me and say all kinds of horrible things to me. When my sister, who was one year older than me, found out, when she found out, she was so hurt and felt the pain with me. She took it personally. She said, anyone who messes with my younger sister messes with me. She felt the pain that I felt and she wanted the boy to stop. And she said it in her mind to stop him. In that same way, Jesus is saying, whenever Saul treated these believers badly and bullied them and tried to keep them down, Jesus was saying, Saul, you did those things to me. I wonder how Saul felt when Jesus said that. I wonder how Saul felt when Jesus said, I am the one you are persecuting. Then Jesus told Saul, get up, go into the city. When you get there, you will be told what you must do. So Saul, he got up from the ground. There must have been so much going on inside of his head and heart. But when he got up, he couldn't see. And because he couldn't see, he couldn't lead the group of men into Damascus. Instead, guess what? The group of men had to lead him by the hand into Damascus. And then for three days, Saul was blind. He did not eat or drink for three days. We're going to stop there today, okay? I'm gonna to tell you the rest of it 
rest of the story of what happened to Saul in Damascus next week. And I can't wait to tell you. So for now, let's pray. Okay? Can we open them? Shut them. God, your plans are just. Open them. Shut them. God, in you we trust. Open them. Shut them. Give your hands a clap. Open them. Shut them. Hold them in your laps. Let's pray. God, you know all things. Nothing is kept secret from you. You know us better than anyone. You know how many hairs there are on each of our heads. Thank you for knowing where each one of us are and for always being in charge. Even when the pandemic makes us feel like things are not good and things are going badly, we trust you, God, because you are all-knowing. We know you work in ways that we cannot see and that your plan is always to save us. We cannot thank you enough. Help us to lift our eyes up and know that you watch over us. Pray this in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so kids, if you could take your activity sheets and work on them.